What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. Jamoke Davis here with you on this Thursday. I'm 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 excited. Well, I'm excited about football being back, but as I mentioned a couple pods ago, like it's just weird when it's the Hall of Fame game. It's like not really the football season if you're excited because you can see football. So from that perspective, it is a lot of fun to know that it's the Hall of Fame game, to know that it'll be the Pittsburgh Steelers playing as well. That's exciting. We got the Hall of Fame game today. And I say today because I'm actually on the West Coast for a little bit. And it's weird because the game starts at 5 o'clock. It's the Cowboys at the Steelers. At 5 o'clock. I know, right? That's one of those things I've talked about for a while, but, you know, no, I'm not, there's no plans to move out to the West Coast permanently. I enjoy working out here. But we'll get into that game and the Hall of Fame game as well. But I kind of like the early games, 5 o'clock, man. The Olympics, men's basketball, women's basketball will will both be in the gold medal games. U.S. will face Japan for gold medal in baseball. U.S. women's national team for soccer. They get the bronze. A lot of movement in the NBA as well, which we'll get to. And of course, the big trade, the five-team trade. Yeah, that's right. Five teams are involved in an NBA trade, and one of those teams is the Washington Wizards. So we'll talk about that too. But first, I want to start... I want to start... I wanted to start the show on a good note. And a comment was made by the Caps and Wizards owner Ted Leonsis that really disturbed me and there are multiple layers to why it disturbs me but if anybody was paying attention when Russell Westbrook decided that hey you know Um, He was traded to the Los Angeles Lakers, which in many ways helped out the Wizards and Lakers, in my opinion. I think the Wizards 
actually did pretty good with this trade. But bottom line is, let me start with the quote from Ted Leonsis. Quote, we had a superstar player with the Wizards. He had an opportunity and wanted to be traded to the Lakers. And I was dealing with that as we were announcing Alex. I couldn't help but self-reflect on what a difference it is. He is a great player in Russell Westbrook, played in OKC, wanted to be traded, went to Houston, wanted to be traded, came to D.C., wanted to be traded, and now is in L.A. He's an unbelievably great person and an unbelievably great player, but that's the difference between the NBA and NHL, I suppose. I don't know if you could have had a worse comment made by an owner. It was almost better if you didn't just say anything. When I went on Twitter and I'm reading all of the comments about Ted's quote, his last sentence, that's the difference between the NBA and the NHL, I suppose, end quote. I'm trying to figure out what difference he's talking about. They are just too many ways you can go with that comment. Trying to understand, if you will, what Ted Leonsis was trying to say. And no matter what, I can't imagine for anybody in that organization when they saw that come out, that they didn't just, you know, the you smack yourself on the head. Like, oh my, I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it because as an NBA and an NHL owner, You know everything that goes into signs, trades, draft, everything. Yeah, Russ left OKC after Paul George signed with the Clippers. Yes, he left Houston after Harden left. He had a chance to go home in L.A., play with LeBron and Anthony Davis. I can't help but think that there's something deep down that's just like Washington is just not a good destination. And these comments don't help. You can't get players to want to play in Washington. That's the real issue here. You know, if you're talking about the difference between the NBA and the NHL and you're talking about loyalty, then you can't go there because you got rid of John Wall, who was loyal, who joined the Wizards in 2010 and you traded him to Houston. He was your franchise player. He was a multiple... I think he had five years, five-year All-Star guard. He wanted to be in D.C. He was born in D.C. He wanted a team 
to be, and I'm not even going to say built around him. He wanted a team with him, and Bradley Beal was a part of that. And I will still say the best years were the, was the Paul Pierce year because you had a veteran leader in Paul Pierce. But Ted traded that guy. Ted traded Wall. And now you're complaining that the player you brought in that you wanted to say was durable and the high character guy. And now you want to kick him on his way out the door. I don't know if you're high character, Ted. On the cap side, you talk about NBA versus NHL. Barry Trotz. And the Caps won the Stanley Cup. Barry Trotz wants a new contract. Ted doesn't want to give him the kind of money he deserves. Or is asking for if you don't want to say deserves. What happens? He's no longer the coach of the Washington Caps coming off of a Stanley Cup title. So, where's the loyalty there? Can you help me out with that? Can you help me understand? Again, I'm just going to keep bringing this up. NHL versus NBA difference. And we certainly could also bring up the minorities, the number of minorities in the NBA versus the number of minorities in the NHL. What does race play into it? I know it's tough. Oh, I don't want to keep putting race in. Race isn't everything. You got rid of a coach who won you your first Stanley Cup. And you couldn't re-sign him for the money he wanted. On the basketball side, Russell Westbrook may very well have come to this team, if nothing else, because of Scott Brooks. You knew Westbrook was kind of a rental, but he came here. He's like, I'll play with my old coach. And in playing for your old coach as a wizard, doing things the wizard's way, Brody was here for the short term. We all knew it. But when you got rid of Scott Brooks, again, let's talk about loyalty. Let's talk about you know, yeah, the team didn't get off to a good start, but they made the playoffs at the end, and they were trending upward. Thomas Bryant comes back. He's going to make a difference. Hopefully. But then what? You got rid of Scott Brooks, and Russell Westbrook's like, you got rid of my guy. That was my coach. And it was Bradley Beal's coach, too. I mean, I hadn't heard anything that Bradley Beal didn't like Scott Brooks either. And speaking of Bradley Beal, if you were talking about loyalty with the NHL versus the NBA, how disrespectful was that comment to Bradley Beal, who's been there, who was also drafted here? 
he saw Ted's tweet and even put a little emoji on there like a hmm, hmm. Ted, you didn't remember that Beal has been loyal and stayed in Washington? Unless, unless behind the scenes, we don't know that the Wizards tried to move Beal. Or Beal was like, hey, if you want to trade me, that's cool. And it didn't work out. But the bottom line is you have a player in Bradley Beal who has been loyal to you. Now, I do wonder what will happen next with Beal. He has that Supermax deal coming up. He's going to get Northwoods of like $250 million. And if Ted doesn't resign, resign him and trades him, or maybe even worse, lets him walk, then where's the loyalty there? It's a business, right? Let's not make it emotional. I think Ted thinks of the people and players as his property. And because the NBA players have the ability to make a move when they want to. They have a little bit more of a voice. They have a little bit more power than the NHL players, if you will. Then so be it. Because the other thing that I don't like about the comment about the NHL. Bottom line is, we know that if Ovechkin said, hey, I'm going to hit the free agent market. he Maybe he could have got like $40 million a year for two or three years. He decided to resign with Washington for $47 million. I think it's great for D.C., but if he had left, no one could have blamed him. They would say, hey, you gave us some great years. You gave us a Stanley Cup. You're arguably the best player in the NHL. And I get it. He wants to stay with the, with the Caps, finish his career here. That's all well and good. But if then the comment of NHL, the difference between the NBA and the NHL is what? That the players don't ask for as much money? Or you don't have to pay as much because he signed a $47 million deal for five years for Alex Ovechkin. Bradley Beal's going to make that in one year very soon. And how about the numerous players, not just Barry Trotz, but the numerous players on Caps and the Wizards and in sports period, if we want to go macro, that have been traded, released, cut, not re-signed. And that was business. But you're upset when a player does something to you that says, hey, I don't want to play for you. Now you get bent out of shape. I just don't like it. I know maybe the NHL revenue is not the NBA's revenue. But I bet in that arena, the Caps, I would say, probably make more than the Wizards in ticket sales. They've been to the playoffs more, so there's that too. There's no way Ovechkin has gotten paid his worth. And yeah, you may say, well, the NBA players are getting paid more. I'll give you that. They are getting paid a lot. But Ovi could actually stand to get more money than what he resigned for. 
But I don't want to belabor. Or rather, I don't want to I don't want to keep focusing on it. I just you know, it's tough because obviously being a Wizards fan, it was you know, I had a lot of friends that are wondering what's happening with the Wizards. I wish Ted didn't make that comment because I think it only hurts. There's, there's, it doesn't help him as an owner. It doesn't help him in terms of attracting free agents. It doesn't help him with Bradley Beal. And frankly, I don't know if it helps on the NHL side. I'm sure that there are people like when they see some of the money that the NBA players are making, the NHL players, maybe even the players associations, like, hey, we got to, we got to come up. We need to make more money. But I do like what the Wizards did overall. You know, I think that it's a little bit different than Silas down in Houston. But Wes Unsell Jr. has a pretty much a brand new roster that he can work with. That I think that he can make some noise in the East. Spencer Dinwiddie's a score. He can get his own shot on and off the ball. And I think he was an up-and-coming player with the Nets until he got hurt. Then obviously they went and got KD and Kyrie and James Harden. So I think for several players, they will get a fresh start with the Wizards. And that includes Spencer Dinwiddie. People said last year, Gafford was a steal. The team has length. They've got shooters. Now, I will say it seems like every year with the Wizards, it's like a big restart. Something major happens on the roster that totally changes the roster. But they do have depth. Maybe this does look good for the Wizards in the end. I mean, even last year when the team was bad with Russ and and Beal, it was like, "Uh uh-oh, what's going to happen here? And they were able to turn it around and make the playoffs. But if your starting lineup, projected starting lineup, is Beal, Dinwiddie, Kuzma, Rui, and Gafford, Maybe you put Thomas Bryant in there instead of Gafford. You got Bertans off the bench. You drafted Kispert. You got KCP coming off the bench. Aaron Holiday, Raul Neto. Montrez Harrell. That's a decent roster. Yeah, obviously you don't want players to get injured. But if there are no injuries to some of the other teams, no, I don't see them being able to beat the Heat, who improved. Nothing else, just by getting Kyle Lowry, they improved. The Bucks are the NBA champions. The Nets, we know what they are. The Knicks have improved. A lot of teams have improved. But with this five-team trade with the Wizards, Lakers, Nets, Spurs, and Pacers, the Wizards may look complete. The, the most 
roster changes in one season than any team I can remember for the Wizards. They traded for Isaiah Todd, a Baltimore kid. So I do think it's it, it could very well be a very good season. Assuming as well that Beal is happy where he is and he's not going to be thinking of getting traded or asking for a trade. Because I know that's tough. I mean, he didn't want to have to say, yeah, trade me. But he could have. And the funny thing is, the best thing he gets to do is not ask for a trade. Because what realistically will happen is, I'm not going to ask for a trade. And I'm going to get possibly like north of $250 million. But what I can also do is put the onus on Ted. The player who talked about how the NHL is different from the NBA. I'm sure Adam Silver called him on the phone and be like, Ted, you can't say that. Come on now. On so many levels, that comment, it's just, you got to be quiet. You can't do it. Especially if midway through the season, let's say the Wizards aren't playing well, and you're like, shoot, we're going to have to rebuild again, which also means, okay, I'm not going to re-sign Beal, and then you trade him. And then where are we with the whole NHL is different than the NBA? You're just basically complaining that NBA players make a lot of more money than the NHL players? Is that where we're going with it? Maybe you should just only own an NHL team, which you did. And you could have kept it that way. Look at me. I'm getting right back into this whole comment. And I said I was going to move off of it. This will be quite an interesting season for the Washington Wizards. But then again, as I say, every year it seems like they're making a trade, which means that every year it seems like, up, oh, what's going to happen this year? What will happen this year? Who knows? Who knows? I do know one thing I'm going to be watching today is the Hall of Fame game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this game is going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, everybody wants football back. This game should be exciting. Steelers-Cowboys. Steelers won the AFC North 12-4 last year. This will be their first Hall of Fame game appearance in six years. Cowboys didn't have a great season, 6-10 and 10 last year. And this will be the first time that these teams have played each other since 2003. They'll be playing at Tom Benson Hall of Fame. Pittsburgh is a two-point favorite with the over-under at 32.5. Money line, Cowboys plus 105, Steelers minus 125. I just want to see some offense. I'm not interested in seeing who's going to win or lose. I want to see first-round pick Najee Harris making his Steelers debut after having a great season with Alabama, playing for the Crimson Tide. C.D. Lamb for the Cowboys. 
I don't know. I guess in my mind, a lot of times, it really is just all about offense. That's what I want to see. Maybe you look for some sleepers to see what, how they play. Some young players. Some comeback players. Maybe among Dallas. Simi Fajoko. Maybe. Tight end Sean McKeon. And on defense, got a young cornerback in Cameron Sutton. There's some things that'll make this game exciting. But whether you make it all the way to the fourth quarter is either you're a Cowboys fan or a Steelers fan, first and foremost. Okay, you could argue, okay, well, if you're a football fan, you just want to watch. But unless you're a fan of one of those teams, maybe you watch the first quarter. Unless you're obviously just a fan of football, too. But I go back to seeing what Dwayne Haskin does. You know, I just want to see. I like comebacks. And I don't know if he got, uh, maybe got a little bit of a raw deal in Washington. Everyone deserves a second chance. And tonight will be the first game of his second chance. Maybe you're going to see a different Dwayne under Coach Tomlin. And that he will get some mentoring from Ben Roethlisberger. It's going to be fun to see the rookies out there. Najee Harris. It's going to be fun to watch him. What Chase Claypool will do in his second season first one's pretty historic so this will be fun and I am really looking forward to it and I imagine you are as well and there will be five count them five Steelers going into the Hall of Fame because of the 2020 class that didn't get their due, now they get a chance to get all the pomp and circumstance. Troy Palomalu, Bill Cower, and Donnie Shell, Alan Fanica and Bill Nunn are all going into the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. To have five members from one football team going in on the same weekend. I mean, it's like a Steelers takeover in Canton, Ohio. That's pretty much what it is. And I'm looking forward to watching football. It's like the beginning of the season. We'll see how much we see of the first string, second string. can make some analysis of the team after this game really for the first time as they put pads on and play another team instead of, you know, watching practice when they go up against each other. So that'll be fun. I, you know, the another thing that's been fun, obviously, is I hope you've enjoyed the Olympics as much as I have. 
But lately, I've had a hard time trying to keep up with what sport is playing on what day. I thought I was doing good when I was watching at night. And yet, it was unfortunate that last night I missed basketball. The quarterfinal versus Australia and Russia. Well, excuse me, Australia and USA. Not Russia, I don't know why I said Russia. Kind of threw me off because the men also played against USA. The men and women both played against Australia. And I, yeah, I missed the game. Watching it live, you know, you can see it when they replay it. But I fell asleep. But USA, who lost to Australia in a tune-up for the Olympics, beat them quite handily this second go-round, 97-78. Now, they fell into a 15-point hole, and they came back, and now they're going to face France, who, on a block shot, beat Slovenia. Luka Doncic tried his best with a triple-double, but they lose 90-89, to on a win-saving block, as it's called, from Nicolas Batum with a second left. And now we got France and USA in the final. The French team already beat USA 83-76, to so this is a rematch and a chance for USA to win their fourth straight gold medal. And what are we complaining about? What are we talking about, oh, man, when USA lost two in a row? Now, the interesting thing is, you know, I I get what we were talking about. I don't want to say, hey, what are we talking about? No need to worry, because obviously when you look at the U.S. women's national team in soccer, they stumbled out of the gates, and they ended up not making it back to the gold medal game. They took bronze. So, yeah, there can be cause for concern when a team starts out poorly and you just don't quite know if this means something's really wrong or not. But here we are, USA's back in the gold medal game. Looking at the men's final, USA versus France from the gold medal game. Money line is minus 900 for USA, plus 520 for France. Spread, minus 11.5 for USA. Total, 177.5. I think you roll with USA. The spread, well, boy. I might take France at plus 11.5 and the over. But USA is going to win. I think USA wins the game. Hopefully I can, I'll have the summer schedule that I remember when the game is. And I can stay awake is really more of the issue. That's the key. The women play Friday night at 9.40 p.m. I should be good for that. There's definitely a lot to watch. Um, 
And yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Who doesn't enjoy a little basketball? You can also enjoy baseball. The gold medal match. 3 a.m. Ooh. Man, I don't know about that. You going to be up Saturday at 3 a.m.? I don't know. I mean, heck, for that matter, basketball is... It's going to be pretty late, too. But I've been watching other sports as well, and, you know, I just... I just like the Olympics. It offers so much. I mean, you can... I'm sitting there watch flipping between five different channels in the NBC family and watching soccer. You watch some wrestling. You watch some karate. You watch some golf. You got track and field. You had gymnastics, swimming, sports climbing, BMX, canoeing. I watched some water polo. A lot to watch. Now it says the gold medal match for the men is at 7.30 p.m. So I should be good. Of course I can't tell if that's... That's Pacific time. That is pretty good. So, there you have it. I got something off my chest. It's not just about the Washington Wizards and Capitals owner. It's a problem that is something I think that's been going around for a while. As we talk about race relations, how much money athletes make, how much power athletes have. in what they can do and be able to dictate where they want to play and what they want to do, that's, that's not easy to do. It's not. I wonder what it would be like if I owned a team. You ever think about that? What you would do differently? Could you sit there quietly? That might be best. Just let the people you hire do their, do their jobs. And you sit back and enjoy it or not enjoy it. Whichever the case may be. Alright, that'll do it for Just for Sport. Enjoy the sports weekend. I know I will. And I'll be back on Monday. Ciao for now.